This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. So you want to hunt ducks, but you don't know where to begin. Well, I've been there, and on this episode, I'm going to help you get started. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and I'm super excited about today because today I am kicking off a brand new series on waterfowl hunting. And first and foremost is duck hunting. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for some time. I've been planning it out, getting things in order, and today we're launching in to how do you get started hunting ducks. Now, for me personally, I found duck hunting to be the single type of single hardest type of hunting to get started in of anything that I've put my hand to so far. It was something that for me was so daunting for so long. I just couldn't find a place to get started. I couldn't find a first step. I couldn't find resources. I couldn't find help. And so I just I just hovered on the idea for years and years. Just couldn't do anything with it. And then one day I met Riley Hendrickson through this very podcast. He sent me a, an email one day, said, hey, you know, why don't you come on my show, talk about crow hunting. I took him up on the offer, found out he was a big duck hunter in Indiana. And uh, when I told him I wanted to hunt ducks, but, you know, wasn't able to find a way to get started, he was like, oh, let me jump online and figure this out for you. So he went looking at groups and for places and guides, and he came back and his assessment was basically, George, you live in a duck hunting desert. There is no duck hunting that I could find any record of within any mileage of your house. Couldn't find a person to pay to take me duck hunting, which of course only reinforced to me how difficult it was. 
But then I had Riley go ahead and do a couple of shows on how to get started in duck hunting for the new hunter's guide because I couldn't teach anybody anything about it, couldn't find a place to get started. So he did, and he talked a few episodes about how to get started if you're going to go hunting with a guide or someone else who's experienced and what you need to do to get prepped and go with them and how to learn and, and how to you know be effective in that capacity. Which, of course, is the best way to get started, but it was not a way that I could, could do because I couldn't find anybody to go with. So it only helped me so much. But what helped me from listening to his two episodes on the subject was his experience, was the little things, his, his zeal for the sport. And by the time I finished listening to that second show, man, there was a fire ignited on the inside of me. So I just started asking questions. I mean, not just one or two or five or 30 questions. I mean, every day, question, questions, questions, questions. I'm sure Riley got wearied to the point where he didn't want to see another email or Facebook message from me come through. But man, I was just just trying to learn everything I could learn. And then one day I reached a point, I said, you know what? I can do this. I can do it. I can, I know I can see a path to get started. I can see a way forward. And man, was it harder and more complicated than I realized. And man, do I wish I had somebody that I could have gone with to, to learn some things, but I didn't. And as usual, as is the custom with the New Hunter's Guide podcast, in my hunting life, I pretty much had no choice but to push through and do things the hard way. Which means that it took me a long time to learn lessons that I can teach you very quickly. Which is good for you, and it was tough for me. But hey, that is what it is, so here we are. That works out to your favor, because this is not information that was hearsay. This was trial by fire. How do you get started in the duck hunting? So I did it. I did it. We went out. I shot ducks. We ate ducks. I mean, and I didn't just go one or two or three times. I mean, I hunted more this past duck season than I've hunted any other season for any other kind of game in my life. I mean, that is no exaggeration whatsoever. This was the thing. I mean, more than, more than I hunted deer, more than I hunted turkeys, more than I hunted anything, I was in the duck woods and loved it. And by the end of the season, really felt like I'd finally learned the things I needed to know at the beginning to be successful. But, you know, I did it with very little extra budget. It was, it was slipshod most of the way through the season, which of course is the way most of you are going to do it. And I did things on the cheap. And of course, that's going to help you because most of the people listening to this don't have a ton of extra budget to go out and buy all this stuff. But more importantly, I followed my own advice, whether it was on purpose or not. And that was get out there, get some experience, learn what you like, learn what works for you, learn what kind of gear you would appreciate, and then go buy gear that really fits you as opposed to just doing the hundreds of hours of internet research and buying what everybody else says is good because it works for them. And then you get out there and you're like, oh, actually, this would have been a better fit for me. So that's what I did. So we're going to jump into it today with the three S's of how to hunt ducks. The three S's. Everything about duck hunting, I think, can be broken down into one of these three categories. But before we do that, I want to encourage you guys, we're doing something special this season. I've got them doing a decoy giveaway. 
So if you're a new duck hunter or newish to duck hunting, I'm giving away three boxes of Flambo decoys. We've got some of their Stormfront decoys. We've got the super large Magnum size decoys. We've got the regular size Mallard decoys. And we've got a box of Wood Duck decoys. All of which using their you know fancy low light UV technology. Flambeau is kind enough to send us three boxes of decoys to give away to you guys. Uh, just, just for listening to the show. All you need to do to register to win the decoys is head to the website newhuntersguide.com. Go to the top navigation menu and click on decoy giveaway and just sign up, subscribe to the email newsletter list for the podcast. You'll be entered to win. And then all you need to do is go to YouTube and and subscribe to the New Hunter's Guide YouTube channel. We're going to be doing a bunch of stuff about waterfowl and duck hunting on YouTube, things that I'm going to show you that I can't do on a podcast. So all you got to do is go to the website, sign up, Go to the YouTube page, which of course the link's right there on the website, and click subscribe. And I'm going to be giving away one of these boxes of decoys in the month of June, another in the month of July, and another in the month of August. So you sign up one time, you are entered to to win uh, for all three. So one sign up, three chances to win. You know, if you win in the the first month, you get to pick which one of the three sets of decoys you want. And of course, I got pictures of them on the website. You know, and so it's first come, first serve, but you sign up once, you got three chances to win. So jumping into it, the three S's of duck hunting. You've got stuff, setup, and strategy. Everything falls under these things, stuff, setup, and strategy. You want to hunt ducks? It's not that complicated. It's stuff, setup, and strategy. Your stuff is your gear. It's your equipment. It's your clothing. It's your, the special things that you need to hunt ducks. Now, I'm going to do episodes on each one of these, you know, full length, maybe probably more than one. So, of course, not going to cover them all here. This is just the overview. So what kind of equipment, what kind of special stuff do you need to get started? Not what's best to have for an experienced duck hunter. What do you need to get started hunting ducks? What is the stuff that you need to get into the woods the first time? So you got to have some kind of duck decoys. You got to have some kind of decoys. You don't need 30 dozen decoys, but you need a few decoys. I know of people that hunt with as little as, you know, maybe four or five decoys. So a half dozen works. Half dozen can, can get you started. I've known people that hunt with, that do hunt with 30 dozen. Um, personally, where I hunt, I like to have maybe, you know, two dozen Maybe a little more, depends on how big the water is and what's going on. But you need to have some kind of decoy. I started with one dozen Flambeau decoys. And I bought them because they were the cheapest ones I could find. And they seemed to have the best quality and the most longevity. And, um, you know, Flambeau's not sponsoring the podcast. I reached out to them. I was like, hey, are you guys interested in maybe giving some stuff away? And they said, sure. So that's what's going on. And, um, you know, there's a, the, you need, got to have some decoys. You got to have some calls. You got to have a duck call, you know, really hard to hunt without at least a duck call. Now duck calling is not as big of a deal necessarily in every situation. There are some people that hunt and barely call, barely call. They just let the decoys do the work, but you got to have, I would not go into the duck woods without a decoy 
I think, you, or without a call. You got to have a couple decoys. You got to have a call. You got to have some way to get into the water, both to retrieve the ducks and to put out your decoys, right? You got to have something. Now, of course, a nice set of chest waders is the best case scenario. That is not what I used because I didn't have any chest waders and I didn't have the money on hand to go buy a pair of chest waders because I had to buy the more critical things like a couple decoys and one call. So I wasn't able to, to do that. But I did have some vinyl hip waders, which I had been given as a gift from, I think, my sister a few years back that I was, I was holding on to maybe to do some fishing or some scouting. Uh, and then I was like, well, you know what? We're going to hunt ducks. Let's get those out. And, uh, you know, they are, they worked. They are miserable for the task. <laughs> they are not warm at all. They didn't come up high enough, but they worked. In my first several outings into the duck woods, the first few ducks that we shot, I shot wearing those waders and retrieved them out of the water wearing those waders. And it was tough, but it didn't cost me anything. It got me out there. And then I learned uh, information that helped me uh, you know, buy a better pair of, of chest waders later on, which of course I'll talk about in detail in future episodes. So you got to have that stuff. You got to have... Some decoys. Again, you don't need hundreds of decoys. You need, you know, at least six decoys. A 12 is better to start with. You can shoot ducks on a dozen mallard decoys. I did. Um, and I'm sure you could shoot ducks on a half dozen if you were hunting in a place that's that's not as big a water. So you got to have some decoys. You got to have a call. You got to have some kind of, of, of wader. You know, you can go and buy super cheap fishing waders. You can go and buy literally just like they're plastic waders you put on. And I wouldn't even sit in the blind with them. They're so cheap because you wouldn't want to risk, you know, cutting them with your shotgun while you rested on your legs. But you can get something super cheap to get started. Learn, you know, if you like this or not, learn what works good for you. Get something better. Then what else do you need? Well, you got to have, at least everywhere I know of in America, you got to have steel shot steel shot steel shotgun shells lead is not legal for hunting ducks at least nowhere i know of so you got to use steel which is a whole different animal and that's worthy of its own episode and it'll get it but you got to go to the store you got to buy some steel shot you got to use that what else do you need okay you got to be you got to have some kind of camo or some kind of concealed like clothing. You cannot go out hunting ducks wearing, you know, a t-shirt and blue jeans, even if it's warm enough to do that. You got to have, if you don't have camo, you got to have dark clothing, black, brown, greens, tans, whatever you can get a hold of. You got to have some kind of clothing that is going to, that's going to help you blend in. That's huge. So that's the stuff. Now there's lots of other things, lots of other things that are going to be super helpful. You know, a lanyard around your neck to hold the call. I learned after my first couple hunts that that was a huge thing because it kept my calls out of the mud and kept my shotgun in my hands. You know, there's all kinds of little things that you, you need or can use stuff-wise. But the biggest things are decoys, call, some kind of water retrieval, waiter, something or other, steel shot, of course your licenses. You got to figure that out. Every state's a little different. In Pennsylvania, you need a hunting license. 
you need a migratory game bird license, and then you need a federal duck stamp. So that's three things that you need to hunt them in PA. Every state might be a little different. So then you need a setup. What is your setup? What does that mean? Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, so you got your stuff. Your setup is everything from where you're going to hunt, figuring out where to set up your scouting, to... Um, you know, what do you do once you actually get there? And then how do you get your stuff to your spot? So all of that is part of the setup. And of course, as you can imagine, you start getting all this gear, it starts getting heavy. So there's all sorts of different ways to get that stuff into the woods. That's not just carrying it on your back. And of course, we'll talk more about that in detail. I ended up getting a jet sled, which is like a big, heavy duty, heavy plastic, uh, polymer sled. It is not a children's sled. It is a sled for hauling stuff across dry ground, usually on farms and things like that, feed and other things. So it works good for hauling duck stuff. But now again, that's another thing. It's part of the stuff you can add. You don't need that to get started. We didn't have it to get started. You know, it's kind of interesting. As you go, you get more gear, and then the need to haul that gear becomes bigger. But when you first start, you can manage without any sort of hauling stuff. You can you can just throw a half dozen or a dozen decoys in a pack and, and get out there. So your setup is, you know, you got to find a place to hunt. Of course, we're going to do a whole episode on scouting. You got to find where how you're going to set yourself up there. How are you going to hide? And that is a big term in the duck hunting world, your hide. That's how it's talked about, you know. Do you have a good hide? Do you have a bad hide? How, how good are you hiding? How effectively are you hiding from the ducks? Because uh, duck hunting requires a huge level of concealment. They're in the air. They're flying. They're coming towards you. They are wary. They've usually been shot at as they started making their migration from... Canada down to, you know, Texas, you know, they've, they've, this is not their first rodeo. You have to be well hidden. Now they make all kinds of fancy duck blinds that you can buy and waterfowl blinds that you can buy and that's more stuff. Uh, but just as effective as you get there and you build your own blind out of sticks and wood and brush and you hide behind that. Now, the, the, the ones that you buy are kind of nice because once you get it set up, or you know you could take it anywhere, you can set it up in a couple minutes, you can brush it in, and then you have this sort of you know guaranteed 
system that's going to fit anywhere you go. However, that is not more effective than building your own blind on site every time. And it doesn't take that long. It's, it's, you know, it all depends on what materials are available. Usually it's a 20 minute deal and you, you get whatever sticks you can and you just build a, like a curved wall in front of you. And then that you're able to, to hide behind so you can't be seen from the water and you can't be seen from the air. And of course, your head and your shoulders, you've got some kind of camo or concealment on, a face mask, anything and everything you can do trying to blend in. So that's part of your setup. You got you to gotta have some way to hide well. Now, um, you know, there's all kinds of ways you can do this which is on YouTube, I'll be able to show you guys some videos, show you some other things, some photos, some things about how to brush in, how to set up blinds. So that's why I want to encourage you guys to check out the New Hunter's Guide on YouTube and subscribe. But, you know, there's, there's, you don't need to spend any money here. You don't need to spend a dollar on this. This is why it's one of the best, one of the great things about getting started. You don't need to buy a blind. In fact, the ones you buy, like I said, aren't going to work any better than the 20 minutes you spend setting one up. And if you're able to hunt in a location that you can go back there and hunt there more than once, then you set it up once and you just need to touch it up every time. All right, so you got your stuff, you got your setup, and then you need your strategy. Okay, strategy is what you do to actually hunt. You found a place to hunt, you got your things to hunt, you got your stuff to the place, you built a blind, you found, you got your hide figured out. Now you're ready to hunt and strategy is what you do. Your tactics. Strategy is do you call? How much do you call? Strategy is do you have motion decoys? How are you going to use those motion decoys? Strategy is how long do you wait to, before you call? Strategy is, um, you know, how long do you, how close do you let the ducks get before you take your first shot? It's, it's all the hows and you hunt uh, after you've got there and you've got the stuff. Now, strategy is something that it's, it goes from the, 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 the simplest it could possibly be to complicated enough to write books and books and books about. Of course, for our purposes, we're going to start on the simple end because that's all we're capable of when we're getting started. But, you know, essentially the way this is going to work is you get settled in and you want to be settled in a little ways before dawn. I like to, to ideally be in my blind. Blind is built. Decoys are in the water. Now, strategy is also going to affect how you put your decoys in the water. But again, that's another episode. Decoys are in the water. You're sitting there. You turned off your light which is another thing you need on the stuff category. You need some kind of a light to be able to see in the dark. And ideally, you want to be sitting there in the darkness, pitch black, completely quiet, not a sound, just listening to crickets for at least a half hour before legal shooting hours. I didn't say half hour before daylight. I said a half hour before legal shooting hours because legal shooting hours usually is before daylight. And it's still dark, so dark you usually couldn't shoot anything anyway. But that's another that's another story. So you want to be there in the darkness for 30 minutes or more. Now, why 30 minutes or more? The reason, number one reason, is that you might be hunting local ducks. 
Okay, you don't want to scare anything away that is that you've got the potential to hunt. Local ducks are ducks that are nesting in trees right around you, and um, you know hopefully you didn't wake them up coming in and set them setting up and everything. But you know you can only do so much, right? If you try to be super stealthy the whole time, it's just going to take too long to be frustrating. So you just got to get in, you got to set up, you got to do the work. You know if you can avoid making some noise, great. But then you want to sit down and just let the woods quiet down. Let everything settle down. Let everything forget you were ever there. First duck we ever shot, I think nest was nesting. It was a wood duck. I think it was nesting. I don't know. Definitely within earshot of us. You know, I, I you know maybe some several yards away, forty yards, and you know half hour after legal shooting hours, we ran some calls and then. Just boop, flew right in, dropped into the decoy set. Just right in from our side slash behind us. And, you know, again and again, I have seen the, the first ducks you see of the day are the ones that have been nesting right around where you're set up. So it's great if you can be in there early and you can be in there and get quiet. And then from that point, you wait until legal shooting hour starts. You do a couple calls. You wait a while. You do a couple calls. And then then you start watching to see what's going on. You start looking for ducks in the air. Ducks that you can call to. Ducks you can try to get to come in to you. Again, I'm super simplifying this. This is a whole episode. Maybe more. But that's, that's the basic gist of it. Okay, So you've got different kinds of calls you can make. You've got different calls. You've got quacks. You've got hail calls. You've got feeding chuckles. You've got whistles. You've got all sorts of stuff you can do. Which ones? All of that is part of the strategy. But we're going to start simple, and then we'll we'll add to it, and you can easily build on it from there. But it's a, it's not that high of a bar, and it's not that that difficult of a thing to get started. It's not that hard to get out in the woods and shoot a duck. Now, it can be hard to get out in the woods and shoot lots of ducks and consistently take ducks. That's going to take skill. That's going to take practice. But to get your feet wet, literally and figuratively, you can do it. This is not some impossible kind of thing. You can do it. So those are your S's, your stuff, your setup, your strategy. That's what you need to do to hunt ducks. Everything falls under those. Everything you do to improve is going to be improving in one of those areas. So the first thing you need to do is you need to get a benchmark. You need to get a baseline for each area. You need to get some stuff. You need to figure out a setup. You need to get entry level strategy. And then you do what I call plugging the lowest hole in the bucket. Once you get into the woods, once you get started, once you get into this, then you figure out what's my weakest area and you make some improvements there. Okay, what's the next weakest area? Let's plug the lowest hole in the bucket. Always looking for, you know, what's the number one thing that's hurting us? Plug that hole so the water can't drain out of the bottom of the bucket. Then that water raises a little higher in the bucket, finds the next hole. You plug that hole so then the water can raise a little higher and you can get a little more successful, a little more effective, a little more comfortable, a little more confident. So you're always trying to plug the lowest hole in the bucket, but you got to get started. 
You got to get started with your stuff, your setup, and your strategy. And there's another big one. You always, always, always never want to forget, hunt smart and protect your hearing. Always wear ear protection. And I want to give special thanks to Tetra Hearing for supporting the show. In my estimation, they provide the best options in the industry. And when I went after them and asked them, hey, would you guys be interested in being a part of this? It was because my respect for them was so high that I thought, you know, this is there's a message here that people need to get. But you always need to wear hear protection. Whether you, and I'll probably do a whole episode on this down the road, but you, you know, whether all you can afford are foam earplugs, or you can get something a little more technologically advanced, or you can get something that's top of the line so that you can hear game, you know, as clearly or more clearly than without hearing protection, and then boom, gives you instant protection when you pull that trigger. Wherever you're at financially, take something into the woods. Don't go out without any ear protection. Um, and again, that's another subject. My journey along those lines is, uh, you know, there's a lot more to it than you might even imagine because like you, I'm not someone who likes to sit in the woods with earplugs in my ears. And I'll tell you that whole story in another episode and, and where I started and how I found a place where I can, you know, enjoy and, and fully appreciate and lose nothing as part of that journey. So I really appreciate you guys. Make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Make sure you sign up for the free giveaway. Make sure you like the YouTube page or the YouTube channel for the New Hunters Guide. And this is going to be a great season and a great time of getting ready for duck hunting. And uh, no matter when you're listening to this episode, this is going to be an awesome time and an awesome journey for getting into duck hunting. And I'm gonna, I literally, I have 17 to 20 episodes planned out on the subject. Anything and everything I could think of that was critical to help new hunters get started. So I'm going to try to take you the whole journey and get you there and get you set up and get you effective. So till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.